Amen. Hallelujah. Um, wow. So we've been having some awesome moves of the Spirit of God, haven't we? Um, you know, I can't really pinpoint, but the last two Wednesdays have been power-packed, and then this last Sunday, um, can't put a price tag on that. That's just, if you, were, if you missed it, I'm so sorry. But God's presence was just being poured out in a mighty way. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it um, tonight, about what's happening. Um, so the Lord told me a couple years ago, I, I know it was a, at least a couple years ago because we were in our, our house before this house, and the Lord told me um, this phrase. He says, focus on the glory. And um, so we're going to talk about the glory tonight. And really what that is is, it's his manifest presence coming into the room, like that last song we were talking about. When you walk into the room, everything changes. Um, God manifests his glory, or you could say he manifests his manifest presence at a certain time in a service, um, or at a certain time when you're spending time with him. Um, you can, you know, you do what the word says to do. You enter into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. And you get into that presence of God, you get into that throne room, and you're spending time with the Lord, you know, worshiping or praying in the spirit or reading the word, and all of a sudden you sense a shift. All of a sudden you're, you're in the spirit. You're not just in the natural doing something by faith. Suddenly you're in the spirit, and the, the atmosphere changes, and there's just like a little electricity or a charge, or you, you may or may not feel it physically, but you sense it in the spirit. That's when Jesus walks into the room. That's his manifest presence, or you could say that's his glory. And so um, I believe that we're coming to this time where um, he, he, the reason he wanted us to focus on the glory is we should, as, as children of God, know when he's in a room, right? I mean, I know he's with us all the time, right? He's with us all the time. But the word of God says where two or more are gathered in his name, he is there. So there's just something about it that he wants to join in when we come together to celebrate Jesus. Amen? So I'm just going to do a little study on it tonight, and uh, we'll see where the Lord takes us. Second, um, Second Chronicles 5, 13 and 14, it says, um, so the ministers consecrated themselves, and, and the priests consecrate themselves to go into the Holy of Holies. And um, it says the temple, was, the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud. So that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud. And then some versions say, and the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. That's essentially, we go from glory to glory like we're singing. Essentially, that's what happened on Sunday is we entered in by faith. We enter in by faith through thanksgiving and praise. But then they didn't finish their song set because the Lord has been alerting me as to watch for his glory. To, to, to look for his glory and to step out into that glory rather than just pass it by, you know, like, oh, God's here, you know. No, acknowledge it. He's here. What, he's doing something. What are you doing, Lord? You know, and so he was on that third song. I don't remember what it was this Sunday. But when you acknowledge his presence, you know, he gets more glory, and then he just manifests even more. And so that's why, you know, <laughs> We go from glory to glory. When we acknowledge that he's there, then, he, then, then it's like 
Um, you can do that with ne the negative side of things too. You can make a, a mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> it's what you're focused on that becomes big in your life. And so when we're focused on the glory of God, it just start, starts manifesting more and more and more. And in his glory, wow, in his manifest presence is everything that we need. That's the flow of the spirit, all the gifts of the spirit, healing, deliverance, amen, everything that we need. Hallelujah. So they, when the presence of God came in this situation, it was so thick, so strong, they couldn't even stand to minister. I, I've been there before where God's presence was on me so strong where I was like hanging on to this thing, you know, um, just kind of like wobbling. I remember my dad had a couple services where he would, he would walk past a point and he's like, man, the glory of God's right there. Well, there was either an angel or the manifest presence of God, you know, Jesus was standing there. I don't know. I remember actually, now that's coming back to my remembrance, that was the service where um, I felt it was either Jesus. No, I had a bearing witness that it was Jesus himself, that he walked into the room. And back then we had the similar setup here, but there was a middle section. But, and I would sit over here by my dad, and he walked in and walked through these left side doors and then walked past me, and I felt it <sighs> go right past me. Felt him, I should say, go right past me, his manifest presence. See, when you're in the glory of God and you're in different levels of the glory of God, different manifestations of his spirit can happen. Or your senses, your spiritual senses, that is, can be heightened, and you become more aware of his glory. Amen. And I believe that we're coming to, um, well, it is evident that it's the end times. And he says that the glory of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. It's not just that the glory is going to cover the earth. The knowledge of it is going to cover the earth. And what is the glory? It's Jesus. It's him manifesting his presence. And as we, as children of God, become more and more aware of him and his presence, we step out more. We see him move more. Uh, we sense his presence more. Amen. So here's just some general um, definitions on glory. Glory is a magnificence or a great beauty. That's just the normal um, definition of it. But if you put that with the glory of God, the glory of God is his magnificence or his great beauty or his manifest presence and beauty in a place or upon a place, or upon, or in a person. Amen? So when the glory of God manifests, when we go, like we, we hear about in scriptures, or we hear about in a song, from glory to glory, that means we're coming to greater manifestations of Jesus. Greater encounters of, of not just hearing about him, but greater encounters of knowing him, as our personal Lord and Savior, as our friend. So really, truly, when Jesus walks into a room, everything changes. The atmosphere shifts, and suddenly you become more aware of his presence. Um, it's not just a natural feeling, even though you can get natural manifestations. We'll talk about that, too. But it's not just a natural feeling. You, you, your spiritual senses are heightened. Um, I see in the spirit, and I hear in the spirit, but something I do more than those two things is I know in the spirit. Um, and, um, but yet, somehow, sometimes you can know something in the spirit, and you don't realize that that's actually seen in the spirit. So it gets a little confusing sometimes. <laughs> but um, so I can know 
that I, I've had knowings where I knew an angel was next to me. Okay, so I knew and I was hearing in the spirit what the message was that the Lord was delivering to me. Did I see him? No. But the fact that I knew where he was and what he was saying, I, I essentially was seeing him. All right, it's just not with our natural human eyes. But at that same point, my son, who is a seer, my oldest son, um, he was young. He was like nine or ten years old, and we were, I was teaching them to worship God and get into God's presence, and he's kneeling and I'm praying, sitting on a chair, and he's kneeling in front of the coffee table. And I open my eyes, you know, mom wants to see what's going on, you know, how the kids are doing. So I peek to see how they're doing, worshiping God, and he's bawling, crying, just, just the bawling kind of cry. And like, I got down by him, and I'm like, Ethan, what's wrong? And he goes, oh, nothing, there's just an angel standing right next to you, and Jesus is right here. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I knew that the manifest presence of God was in the room, and I knew God was speaking to me, and I knew there was an angel next to me, but the word of God says where two or more of you are gathered, that he is right there in the midst. Now, I knew the atmosphere had changed, but I was coming to the knowledge of the fact that the word of God means what it says. Amen? And so... Um, I loved that because God just confirmed something I already knew. I was seeing it in the spirit in my knowing way that I know. But he is a seer, and that's his gifting and calling. And he straight up saw what I felt, what I knew. So isn't that neat? Um, so God's just been teaching me throughout. Um, so whether I see or whether I hear or whether I know, God's been teaching me that when that atmosphere shifts, when that atmosphere changes, he's given me proof that I can. And he told me, he said, you can boldly and confidently declare that I walked into the room. So sometimes I might see him. There's one service where we were having Revival MKE in this church, and uh, we were worshiping God. And I saw, I'm standing right here, so my back is facing this way. But yet I saw myself in the spirit go to the back doors and escort Jesus into the room. And when I did, I mean, this sounds like wildness, but this was a vision I had. When I did and he walked down the room, his robe unfold, like unrolled like a train. And this is a scripture. And the train of his robe filled the temple. It went over the top of all the people and the atmosphere became electric by the time he got to the front. I mean, God just took over that service. Um, so the atmosphere truly does change when Jesus walks into a room. Um, there is a difference, you know, because we do live this life by faith, right? So whether we feel or sense anything or not doesn't make it not true, okay? So we're not going to always feel or, you know, sense in the natural. However, sometimes when he's in a room and his glory and we're being moved from glory to glory, our, what we think is our natural senses become aware, to some degree, sometimes I'll get like a, a manifestation of his glory and presence upon my head. Um, on Sunday, it was really cool because um, one of the ladies that I, I knew that I had to minister to, she texted me later that day and she said, I knew you are going to call me out, she said, because there was this manifest super hot heat on my shoulders the whole time. And she said, she said, Jen's going to call me out. I know it. Jen's going to call me out. And I didn't quite call her out because I said, if you don't come up here, I'm calling your name. And then when she got up, I was like, there you are. <laughs> but, um, and then somebody else said um, that there was a, 
like a, like a heat in her hands and a tangible presence on top of her. And I was just like, she's like, what is that? And I said, that is the manifestation of the glory of God. And what it is is people's senses are becoming heightened and we're becoming more and more aware. We're coming to the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea, this is just the beginning. But the more we're um, knowledgeable, the more we're aware of the glory of God in manifest presence, we'll move on it. You know, so I sensed God was on that third song with or without a guitar. The presence of God showed up. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know it's a little difficult, you know, to get into the flow when you don't have your whole team, but man, it didn't matter to God because hearts were worshiping him. And his presence showed up on that third song, even though they didn't get to that fourth song. I came up here because I knew God was on it, and I didn't know what he was going to do. You just step into the glory and then let him flow. Amen? Um, so every time, every time he shows up, we want to, and, and what I'm trying to teach you essentially is to focus on the glory and to know when he's moving. And it can happen when you're in your living room. It can happen when you're doing the dishes, when you're in your car. It can happen when you're um, taking a walk on the street. But to be aware and to acknowledge and say, oh, welcome, Holy Spirit. Oh, I recognize you're here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I want to fellowship with you. What do you have? Why are you manifesting? Like, what do you have to say? What do you want to do? Because the more aware we are, the more we acknowledge him, the more he'll manifest. Amen? Um, so Jesus, Jesus told me, the Lord told me, that I can declare with confidence when I sense that presence, even if it's a knowing, a seeing, a hearing, that I can declare Jesus has walked into the room. That's what it is. When you sense that shift and the glory of God's there, the glory of God is Jesus. It is Jesus. It's his manifest presence showing up. You can't have that without him being in the room. And I think sometimes we think of it as just like a feeling or something. It's, it's Jesus showing up, and these are the effects of him being around. A room doesn't get charged with people running around looking silly for no reason. It's because you're excited Jesus is here, you know. So we become like children getting excited when he's the, the man of the hours here. Um, I remember Clayton, um, who's back there with Jeff, listening really intently, um, <laughs> um, just talking about the glory of God and that things, things happen, like you can have tangible things happen when you're in the glory of God. And he, um, my mom and dad and I were away on a, on a camping trip, and we were in this real pressing in season of seeking the Lord. And so Clayton's always the one, take care of the children <laughs> so I can go seek the Lord. And so he stayed home to, to take care of the kids. And I, I went on this camping trip to just not be distracted and seek the Lord. And um, wouldn't you know it, Jesus showed up in my house. <laughs> Seriously, like Jesus showed up at my house. And I wasn't there, but I was praying him there. <laughs> But anyways, Clayton was um, watching the kids. Kids were in bed, and it was late night. He was downstairs. Was had, he said he was watching Catherine Kuhlman, actually, um, some old videos. And he went upstairs to get a snack, which is not unusual. And 
Uh, you want me to start bunny trail real quick? Clayton brought Jude to the dentist today for Clayton's dentist appointment. So Jude's sitting in the corner, and Clayton's mouth is open, getting a cap put back on. And Jude starts telling on Clayton on how much he eats and what he eats and how often he likes to snack. <laughs> and Clayton can say anything about it. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyways, let's see if I can make my way back. Okay, so he's upstairs trying to get a snack. And all of a sudden, the glory of God filled our kitchen. He said he saw angels surrounding our island um, like a blue blue haze angels, but he saw them all, and he went to in front of our pantry, and all of a sudden, the presence of God was so strong, it reminds me of that they couldn't stand to minister, the presence of God was so strong in that one spot, like that one night my dad had, that one spot, the presence of God was so strong, he crumbled to his feet, now did he see Jesus, like his whole being, no, but when he crumbled to his feet, his eyes, spiritual eyes, not natural eyes, his spiritual eyes were open to see an open vision in the spirit, that Jesus' feet, he was at Jesus' feet. And God began um, talking to him and dealing with him. So um, this was so cool, and he called me the next morning crying to tell me this, trying while crying to tell me this situation. And I was like, come on, God, <laughs> because this is what I want. But anyways, so he starts telling me this, and he walks past that same spot where Jesus was the night before, and his whole body just crumbled again. It was so permeated because Jesus was right there, and he was still right there. So this is so cool. At that moment, Ethan, who was seven maybe at that time, um, maybe a little younger, six, but he starts crawling on him and asking him what's wrong because he's crying, crumbled, and he's on the phone with me. And he begins to tell Clayton that last night Jesus and an angel visited his room and told him, and now Clayton knew that Jesus was in our house because he had this encounter and he saw angels. Um, he knew um, that Jesus was in the house. And, you know, I love that God did this because, um, well, first of all, out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, <laughs> let everything be established, so the enemy can't steal that from you, that encounter from you. Oh, you were just sleeping dreaming, you know, walking or whatever. The enemy loves to try to, like, get us to excuse our encounters with the Lord and make us think we're crazy or something. I don't know. Anyway, so, so Ethan begins telling him this, that Jesus and an angel came to his room. So after, you know, a little bit of conversation, we find out that the angel and Jesus came to his room, and my mom asked him, well, what did Jesus say? And he said he didn't say anything. He was here, the angel said, he's here to visit with dad, and the angel stayed with me. And that's exactly what happened. Isn't that cool? But what happens in the manifest presence of God is God heals, or he delivers, or he sets free, or his manifest presence causes uh, uh, sometimes a physical, what you feel is a physical manifestation like the couple people did on Sunday I felt the Spirit of God on me the whole service this last Sunday. Um, sometimes I'll feel him. Sometimes I, I just step out in faith because I just have to act on the word, and I feel nothing. But regardless, he's here. But some, it's really fun when, when you know that he's on you for something special, right? So, um, so yeah, I've had several times where it felt like I was like, 
kind of wobbly in the, in the presence of the Lord trying to minister. Because that's when he comes on you. And that's why I say, ask him why he's manifesting. Because Jesus even said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because. So it's not for your enjoyment, it's not for your fun, not for anything but for him to minister. So, I mean, the spirit of the Lord was upon me, Jesus, for he has anointed him to what? Preach the good news. To set at liberty those who have been held captive. Proclaim it's the year of the Lord's favor. To bring sight to the blind and cause the lame to walk. There was a reason for it. And so I'll say 99% of the time when the Spirit of God comes on me, it's to minister in a service. Or if it's in my private time, then he's going to share something with me. He's going to share something um, that he has in store. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I believe that we as a body of believers should be, ex should be focused on um, the presence of God, the manifest presence of God, the, which is the glory of God, and acknowledge it. Like when you're worshiping God and you sense the atmosphere change, tell him you noticed. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you that you're here. You can do that by faith, but when you really sense it, acknowledge him. Amen? Because the more you do that, the more familiar you're going to become, the more aware you're going to become. Um, I love that the Lord um, moved so mightily in like several ways on Sunday. Um, there was, well, the, basically the word of knowledge that he is in the room. And that's what kind of started it in his manifest presence. And then um, there was a tongues and interpretation and a blurted out of my mouth and told Annie to interpret something and she'd never done that publicly before ever and so that was by the spirit of God um, Tracy took off running so I took off after her <laughs> and then a few people followed um, and then the manifestation upon those few people um, tangible presence of God and so it was just a really awesome move of the spirit and so I love that because Matthew 18 20 says for where um let everything be established by two or three witnesses. So we all can agree that God's presence was here in a mighty way. Amen. If you're taking notes, Matthew 18, 20, I quoted it a few times. For where two or more are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. I think too often we look at the word as just like, oh, yeah, that's the word of God. Like, like oh, yeah, he means it. Yeah, we would say, yeah, he's not. He's telling the truth, you know, that we, we believe he's not lying. But we, we need to take it a little more literally. I've, I've come to realize that a lot of the word is very literal. Um, you know, I know Jesus talked in parables and this and that. But as, as it unfolds to you, you realize that he's speaking very literal to us. Um, so we need to be able to recognize his manifest presence and glory. Um, hallelujah. I believe that as we focus more and become more aware of his glory, which is his manifest presence, that we'll see it more and more in and through our lives. We'll see it more and more. Um, so if you have somebody, a good friend, we'll say, and I know I've shared this before, but if you have a friend driving in the car with you, how rude would it be to sit there silently or awkward would it be to sit there silently and not say a word? Okay? No. When somebody's sitting there, you acknowledge them. You talk to them. 
you fellowship with them. Amen. And James 4, 8 says, as we draw close to God, he draws close to us. And, and when we're, we're with somebody, we, we spend time with them and we fellowship with them. And because you're fellowshipping with them, you get to know their presence. You get to know what it's like when they're there. Amen. I remember driving in the car. It was back when I was a youth pastor a number of years ago. But, and it was back when um, they had background tapes. So that was quite a while ago. It wasn't even background CDs. But I used to sing a lot for the offerings and stuff. So I got a background tape. So I was going to go to something more bookstore to get a new background tape. And I'm driving and suddenly I knew I had that knowing. I knew that I knew that I knew. It wasn't your everyday occurrence that Jesus was sitting in my passenger seat. Now, is the word true that he never leaves us nor forsakes us? He's with us always? Yes. But this is like a whole new element. This is not just the word and having that, you know, faith in the word of God. This is like the word of God is coming alive, okay? So Jesus was sitting there. Now, it would be rude for me to not be like, whoa, Jesus, just because I don't see him. No, I need to acknowledge him and say, thank you. What, what are you what's going on? <laughs> Why are you here? Well, he just was there just to fellowship with me, I guess. The fact that he knew that I knew that I would be aware of him. You know, we come to, as we draw closer to God and become more aware of his presence, the more stuff's going to happen because he just knows that you're that sensitive to where you would acknowledge him. Anyways, fast forward, I'm in the bookstore and I'm practicing a song, a song I've never done before, so I know it's not good. But I, you have to like, they let you test out the tapes, which is kind of weird, but they let you test them out to see if they were the right key or whatever. So I was like quietly singing, trying to figure it out, you know. And uh, my little sister was there with me, and um, she met me at something more. And uh, this older lady um, went to me. It was older. <laughs> she was like 60. <laughs> so anyways, um, so she comes up to me. Well, I was like in my 20, early 20s. So anyway, she comes up to me, and she goes, wow, that sounds amazing. She's going on and on, and I was like, what in the world? I was whispering, first of all, and second of all, it wasn't that amazing because I don't even know the song, you know. I, I know what sounds good and what doesn't, but I knew, I just knew that I knew it had something to do with that I was with Jesus and that it was the glory of God, that she was hearing it through this, this glory. Tim can attest to this. Practice does not sound as good as the actual worship service because you step into a glory when you're actually in the worship service. So when they're practicing, they're dealing with the mechanicals, the, the natural side of things and trying to figure things out and this and that. When they step into the glory and start actually getting into the presence of God, you're hearing it through the glory. And it's totally different. And so that's what she was hearing. And so it was really cool. So we're just talking about walking in the glory tonight and being focused on the glory. So as I'm sharing lots of stories. Um, so this last Sunday was amazing. Presence of God was on me. I was charged up, you know, and, you know, I was real excited. And I was with Jude after service. I was taking my, my two boys to eat. And then Austin and Courtney joined me and my boys. Anyways, um, so I showed up at the restaurant first, just up the street here. And uh, I walked in, and this lady standing behind the bar, she goes, whoa! And I was like, what? 
I mean, she was seriously extreme like that. She's like, whoa. And I was like, what? <laughs> she said, when you walked into the room, you lit it up. <laughs> and then she went on. She was going on and on. And then I had to use the restroom. And she kind of followed me in there. She kept talking about it. And I was just like, oh, okay. Um, but I knew I'm not that beautiful. <laughs> I knew what she was seeing was the glory of God lighting up this, this restaurant. We had just soaked in the glory for like three hours, you know. And then the Bible says that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth. How is it going to cover the earth? Because we're going to be so filled with the glory of God, it's going to shine like a light for the world to see. I mean, literally, she saw it. She didn't know what she was seeing, but she saw it. And this is what he means. Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, this brings a whole new light to this scripture. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. So as we're in the presence of God, which is the glory of God, as we're in the manifest presence of God, he starts by his glory, by his manifest presence, changing us till where we look like him, to where when we walk into the room, everything changes. Darkness starts to flee. Sickness starts to flee. People start to get convicted, get saved. I remember stories of, of Smith Wigglesworth and different ones um, where they would be working in a factory or something, but they've been so saturated with the glory of the Lord and people just start bawling and crying and, and confessing all around them. That's just the glory of God. A, a human can't do that. But we're containers of the glory of God, which is Jesus in manifest form. I don't think we realize who we have on the inside of us. If we did, we'd, we would certainly be shining our light a whole lot more. And it's not about straining to do it. All I was doing was getting lunch with my kids. I didn't have to do anything to shine his glory. It was just about being in his presence and then... I let my light shine before men. Amen? So when we spend a lot of time with God and we're in his manifest presence, now we come to church and this is a great opportunity, but this is an example of what you should be doing on a daily basis with the Lord. And, and it, you know, if you have the opportunity, ask the Lord, when's my quiet time? Because you should have time spent with God where you're quiet, spending time in the word, meditating on the word. But I understand everybody has jobs too. So then use, like we talked about last Wednesday, do it for the glory of God. You can work and honor God and be in the glory of God while at work. And I'm not just talking about testifying and, 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 and preaching at everybody. I'm just talking about I am doing what I can do I'm setting my hand to this, and I'm going to do it with the right attitude, and I'm going to do it for the Lord's glory. That is honoring to God. That pleases the Lord. Amen? So the more time we spend with God, and if we're in a service like this, we're saturated in God's presence, the more we're going to look like him and shine forth his glory. 
Acts 17, 28 says, for in him we live and we move and we have our being. Well, if that's the case, then we should look like him. Amen? We're living in him. You touched on my, my message just a little bit when you were opening. And I was like, oh, there he goes again. <laughs> in him we live and move and have our being. Listen to the rest of the scripture. It says, for we are also his offspring. Think about that. Tim, your family has some dominant genes where a lot of the kids and the grandkids look so much like a Smith. What about God's kids? It says, in him we live and move and have our being, for we are his offspring. We should look and resemble Jesus. And I'm not just talking about not sinning or not doing, you know, things like the world, but I'm talking about shining forth his glory, manifesting his presence and power wherever we go. We should resemble the one whose family we are from. We are his offspring. Jesus was supposed to be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters who would shine forth the glory of God. Jesus was the image of his father here on earth. God in manifest form. And now he's seated at the right hand of the father. Now that's our job to be the image of Jesus on earth, to shine forth the glory of God. How's this all going to happen? Well, we got to come to the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. We have to acknowledge the glory of the Lord when he comes into a room. And it starts small, and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You st once you start realizing, oh, he's on that. Oh, he wants me to... Get that car. Like, my dad used to talk about this all the time, like that witness. That, well, that's also the glory of God leading you and guiding you. He's on something. He's on that song. We need to do that song. The worship team has to be led by the Spirit. Sometimes they have to scrap a song because they know God's not on that. But all of a sudden, they're doing this last Sunday, they did three songs that Courtney never he had even learned. But the glory of God was on those songs. So it was okay. <laughs> When God's on something, he takes things that may seem hard naturally and he can make it easy. His yoke is easy. His burden's light. Amen? He can work all things together for our good because we love him and we're called according to his purpose. Listen to this. Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2. Arise, Jerusalem. Arise, people of God. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Darkness as black as the night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. So how are they going to come to the knowledge of the glory of the Lord? We're going to carry it. It's not just like we think of like, and, and, and I, I believe stuff like this happens, but it's not just like, a shower or a dumping out of this like liquid glory, we're going to be filled with his glory. So then the people of God are going to be carriers of his glory. For in him we live and move and have our being. For we are his offspring. 
Then they will come to the knowledge of the glory of the Lord that we hope, that we bear. Why? Because we're going to be manifesting the glory of God. People are going to be healed and delivered and saved and set free. The whole purpose for the glory of God is for people to get healed, delivered, saved, set free. When he comes on me, I love it so much. It's an enjoyment, but it's always to do what he wants to do. So if we're seeking him, his presence for our own enjoyment, you're probably not going to get much. Because the whole purpose behind it isn't that. The spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus because he had anointed him to do something for the Father. We should just love Jesus because we love him and we want to spend time with him. And then in exchange, he just fills you with himself. He charges you with his glory. He leads you and guides you along right steps. Amen? Hallelujah. So spend the more time you spend with God, the more in tune and aware you are of his glory and his manifest presence in your lives. Hebrews 1.3 says, The sun, talking about Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by the power by his powerful word he had provided purification for sins for us thank you jesus and then he sat down at the right hand of the right hand of the majesty in heaven so in other words jesus was the replica of the father and we are the replica of Jesus. Does that sound bad? It's, it's, it's great. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. How is the glory of the Lord going to cover the earth? In us. So we need to become more focused on his manifest presence, which is his glory, so that we yield to it. We can be co-workers together with him. And what is it he's doing today on earth? Why should we get into his manifest presence every day so that we can be filled with the glory of the Lord? And I just want to say this. The Lord's taught me that when you get into that manifest presence, then spend time letting him fill you up. It's time to be quiet. When you get there, it's like, reverence it. The king has just walked into the room. And I'm talking in your, in your daily life. You can worship him, but, but realize he's there for a reason. He's there to fill you up. He's there to anoint you. He's there to touch you. He's there to bless you. He's there to give you direction. And if we're talking, 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 we're not going to hear anything. I almost ran out of breath. <sighs> That's probably good, so then I can hear. <laughs> when we hang out and we fellowship with Jesus and we draw near to Jesus, he draws near to us. And we're changed into his image. How can that happen? From glory to glory. I remember Brother Hagen talking about if you get somebody come to church enough, they will slip in. Right? What does that mean? That means that they're in the manifest presence at least enough to where they slip in. Through the glory of God, they're changed. 
how can people have real change in their lives? The manifest presence of God is the only thing that can change us from glory to glory. Who can attest here that they're not the same as they were when they first got saved? Why? Because you're spending time with God, whether it's coming to the church and, and in the presence of God worshiping or whether it's in the word. These things don't happen automatically. It's because you're being transformed into a replica of Jesus. And then Christ is in you, the hope of glory for the world to see. It, it, it makes so much sense. Arise, shine. For your light has come. How? The glory of the Lord has so filled you and risen to be upon you. And now you're anointed to preach the good news. Now we can go out there by faith and preach the good news every single day. You know? But there's a whole nother element to like what Smith Wigglesworth experienced. And uh, what, what was the other man of God? where, you know, people in the airport or, or people in the train station, that's what it was, <laughs> they didn't have airports back then, um, start falling on their knees and repenting, and they don't even know why, and it's because you walked into a room. <laughs> it's because Jesus walked into the room with you. There's a whole nother element of transformation that happens if you'll really fully be a carrier of his glory. And how is that going to happen? you got to recognize it first. When you recognize it, when I sense the change, if I'm worshiping God on a daily basis and I'm, I'm just by faith doing what the word of God says to do, I'm entering into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, or I'll be studying the word or whatever, and I sense that presence of God come into the room where it's just that charge. I'll, I'll put my stuff down. I even take off my watch because it buzzes. Turn off my phone and I get away from all media and I lay there in his presence because he told me that's be still and know I am God. He, he told me that being still, that's how he fills me with his glory. And so I'm just sitting there receiving. I'm on the receiving end. But until his manifest presence comes in, you're giving him praise. You're giving him worship. You're acknowledging him. And then when he comes in, because he always does if we act on his word, Sometimes it takes longer than other times, too, by the way. Do it by faith and just keep going until his, that change happens in the atmosphere. I love Sundays when we walk in and it's already charged. But I believe that's because we have the morning glory. I don't care if one or two people are in here. Because we have it, it's breaking through. And the atmosphere is already charged and ready. He's already here. Amen? Oh. So we need to be more aware. Habakkuk 2.14, I already quoted this, but so you're, if you're taking notes. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as um, of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The New Living Translation says, For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. I think sometimes people misspeak this scripture, but the thing is, is, we need to become more aware before they're going to become more aware. Because we're the carriers of the glory. 
Christ in us, the hope of glory. We have this treasure in our earthen vessel so that the excellency of the glory or the power or the manifest presence of God might be revealed. How? In and through us. In him we live and move and have our being. You're so super important to God because you're a carrier of the glory of God. You're the manifestation of Jesus for this world to see and experience. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, 13. How do we do this? How do we start acknowledging his, his glory? How do we focus on his glory? He says, you'll seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. You got to really go after him. You can't just, oh, I'll give you 10 minutes before bed or I'll pray for my meal. We all do that. Even the world does that. Okay? That's nice. Your meal will be blessed. But if you want the presence of God, if you want to be filled with his glory, Spend time with him like you want to marry him. I'm serious. Like when somebody is in love with someone and they want to marry that person, they just want to spend every waking moment. I remember being on the phone. If I couldn't be with Clayton, I'd be on the phone until like 2, 3 a.m. and he had to go to college the next day. <laughs> you just want to be with that person. You want to be talking with that person. You're in love with that person. That's what God wants, is us to be so in love with him. And he says here, he, um, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. John 14, 21 through 23 says, those who accept my commands, and this is another thing, is if we love him, we'll keep his commands. Okay? If we love him, we'll do what he says. Why? Because when you love somebody, you want to please them. You don't want to do what hurts their heart. You don't want to do, here's the thing. If it's not going to be in heaven, we shouldn't have involvement in it. If it's not going to be in heaven, it shouldn't be in our lives. Thought, word, action, or deed. If you want this kind of glory, you're not going to take part in any worthless deeds of evil. Okay? And that was by the Spirit of God. John 14, 21 through 23, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them, and I will reveal myself to each of them. You're going to have a revelation of the glory of God, Jesus in manifest form. You're going to start recognizing that Jesus is with you. People are going to start recognizing that you've been with Jesus. We read in the scriptures that, that they recognized that they were men that had been with Jesus. It wasn't just because they saw him, them with Jesus. It was because they were holding the glory of God. Now, some of them were nervous, and they weren't quite comfortable with that yet. So they were denying Christ. They were running away. They were hiding. They didn't know if they were going to be killed or whatnot at that time. But they should recognize that we've been with Jesus. There should be something different, even strangers. I mean, that just blessed me, and I was like, on um, Sunday, and I think she was a very, you know, boisterous lady, but the thing is, is that stuck out to me that I knew it, had, it was because of the glory of God. 
And this is what God says. The ones who obey me, there's the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Um, Judas said to the Lord, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself to us only and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come make our home with each of them. He will reveal himself through us. That's why it's so important that we do what he commands and that he reveals himself and that we become aware of when he's doing something, when his presence is there, and, and we fellowship with him and realize this is the whole reason for living. We get so sidetracked with the stuff that's going to fall away. But the Father and Jesus are going to come and make their abode, one version says, with us. Our home in us. Talk about Christ in us, the hope of glory. When we obey him and do what he commands, you're showing him he's number one, that we love him. And in response, he fills you with himself. That's what he's saying. In him, we will live and move and have our being. You know, sometimes I think about it, man, it, was, it would be exciting to be like Jesus. You know, doing the Father's will, healing the sick, raising the dead, the Spirit of God is speaking to him. Well, guess what? He was the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and we're supposed to be living like Jesus. Life is supposed to be exciting. That was probably pretty exciting to walk into the train station. You're just headed somewhere to go minister somewhere else, and all of a sudden people start falling out under the power of God, crying out to the Lord to save them. Talk about my yoke is easy and my burdens light. He didn't have to do a thing. He just had to show up. We should just be so saturated because of showing our love to the Lord and loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind that we just are loving God, spending time with him, and then we go about our daily business, and then wherever we go, it affects change. Happens. I don't know about you, but I want to live in the manifest presence of God. I want to live with the glory of the Lord rising, rising, risen <laughs> upon me and being anointed to shine my light for the world to see God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They're going to come to the knowledge of the glory of the Lord because we are going to let our light shine. Amen. Let's get determined. Let's get determined. Let's not just, you know, Paul said to run this race with perseverance. He didn't mean, you know, sitting on the bench watching others run. He didn't mean a slow but steady jog. <laughs> Go after it with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Go after him. Love him with every moment that you got. Even if you're at work, do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Go with a, with a heart that's, that's blessed because he blessed you with this opportunity. 
do everything to the glory of God. He'll be so pleased that he starts manifesting his presence when you're on the road and, and, and he's in your seat, in a bookstore, in a restaurant, in a train station, in a factory. He can do it all. And it becomes so easy, not toil. He wants us in this season to enter into his rest, resting from our labors and our works, trying to get the job done for Jesus. It shouldn't be that hard. We should just be able to walk into a place and they know something's different. They start talking to us about what's different with us and we have a stage. Amen. Greater is he that is in us. So let's go after it with all we've got. Let's be determined. I'm going to run this race wholeheartedly with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength. Pursue his presence. Persist. Don't give up. For you'll reap if you faint not. So persist every day until you come aware, become aware that the, the shift has happened, that everything's changed, like, oh, he's here. And then spend a little time listening. Sometimes I hear something, sometimes I don't. Sometimes he shows me something, sometimes he doesn't. But regardless, I persist until that manifest presence is there. And then I'm just still and let him fill me. Or he'll speak to me. Or a scripture will come to my heart. Or whatever the case might be. And you just, enough time to where he's able to show up and speak to you. Fill you up for the day or whatever it might be. And then throughout the day, just be aware of him. Talk to him. Let him order your footsteps. Set your hand to whatever he shows you to do. Every day is an adventure in God. Amen. Hallelujah, Pastor Vic. Praise God. And you know, that's what in John 17, when Jesus was praying, in verse 21, he says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where 